Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. It's time to once again to chat to Jan Vermeulen, editor at My Broadband. Jan, good afternoon. Thanks once again for joining us. It's my pleasure to be here. Indeed, Jan. So in the midst of this horrific war taking place in Israel at the moment, look, once again, we will continue the conversation around digital warfare, how terrorists are using this to advantage. So what are their latest techniques? What should we be guarding against at this point in time, having reached this, uh, this juncture of the war? So, so something, something, um, uh, uh, caught one of your producers' eye that, that I found interesting, um, uh, on the Israeli Defense Forces, uh, I think YouTube channel. Yes. Where they showed essentially how a, a variant of a romance scam yes. was being employed to lure soldiers and, and other uh, people with information into some kind of relationship and then try to extract information out of those people so uh whether it's where the bases are when they're moving out right um you know th- that sort of thing uh, it, you know, they, they they gave examples but i think that one should uh, accept that those are just examples that's not necessarily exactly what um you know what the terrorists are doing mm-hmm. um or, and um you know, uh, what, what techniques adversaries are using uh, against one another in what is effectively cyber espionage. Right. Um, but, but just to give an indication of how these attacks might work. So, um, so I went, I went looking a little bit to, uh, find out, um, you know, where else these kinds of things might have happened in a warfare context. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, th- these are just standard romance scams. And usually what happens in a romance scam is, uh, is the, the, the attacker tries to trick the victim out of money. Right. Okay. Um, but in this case, you're trying to trick the victim out of information, which go. is, as we all know, more valuable than money. Mm-hmm. And what I found was um, a, a two separate um, uh, uh, security researchers uh, talking about uh, one uh, how they used it for corporate espionage. But perhaps the more interesting story is how ESET researchers identified what they call an active transparent tribe campaign, targeting mostly Indian and Pakistani Android users and uh, the, the, they, they appear to have um, linked the attack to uh, Indian and Pakistani um, Android users with military or political orientation of some sort. So they work um, in the defense sector or in politics in some way. Um, and so it's a, it's a, a pretty, uh, let's call it a standard honey trap romance scam. But um, when it comes to military and political targets, um, they're a little more advanced because people in those domains tend to have their guard up a bit more than the rest of us, right? Indeed. And uh, but yeah, so uh, this is this is not the first time that these kinds of scams have been employed um, in a uh, in a in a, in a uh, you know so in, a, right. against military against militaries around the world. Um, and so uh, this is another example of how cyber warfare is, mm. is really becoming another domain and another theater of war. Um, uh, so, you know, how, um, how it's being... And, and while, um, you know, you can't unfortunately win... I say unfortunately uh, because it would, would be much, much less bloodshed. You can unfortunately not win a war purely in the cyber domain. The information... And and uh, and de- you know and other details that you get from a cyber attack 
can be incredibly valuable to troops mm. on the ground or can be used as a weapon against your troops on the ground. Right. Um, knowing, knowing where your enemy um, is going to be uh, is, is, uh, is, is just a war-winning advantage. And, and this was right. actually um, shown in the Second World War when the British cracked the Enigma Code um, and were able to know um, the, the Nazis' troop movements ahead of time. Uh, you know, that was instrumental in winning the war. And so, um, and there was, you know, uh, when you when you go and read about um, whether it's the Second World War or more modern wars, there's constantly this kind of information war mm. this and disinformation war where right. you fake out the enemy, and it's sort of it's um, you know uh, like a complex game of chess where you you try to make them think you're making one kind of move, but actually you're, you're doing something else, and and this all kind of uh, feeds into that. That kind of warfare, when you know uh, what your enemy is expecting, you can show them exactly that, and then do something else. Mm. Um, and so, and so, this is um, uh, this is what these kinds of attacks uh, are used for, and um, and uh, that that people should, especially people with intimate knowledge um, about what's going on should should be on their guard for. Indeed. So you could say at the same time, Jan, that uh, hacking could also count as a form of digital warfare. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it, and it's, it's, it's been like that for several years now. Um, and, it, and it was interesting for me to, to watch interviews with senior officials in the American Department of Defense. Um, and these were, these were public. Uh, this was on a YouTube channel from a guy who's uh, stuff I like to 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 watch. His name is Destin. He runs a channel called Smarter Every Day, mm-hmm. and um, he he has he does work for the American Department of Defense. And he conducted interviews with him and with Google and with Twitter before Elon Musk took over, um, and I think with Facebook as well uh, about specifically this um, about information warfare and about and how the Department of Defense in particular is considering. The cyber domain as another theater mm. of war. Um, I, I found it quite quite enlightening. Uh, those those sure. videos they lengthy, um, but they they delve into the, the details about um, what the thinking is behind this and and uh, why um, you know they, uh, they 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 believe that um, cyber attacks and and things like it is not something you can just ignore anymore. And, right. and why they've gone so far as to say this is a theater of war. It's not just a weapon. In, uh, in, uh, you know, some or other division of the military's arsenal, or that goes, you know, uh, that, that's, you know, that the CIA deal with, or the NSA deal with in the United States, um, or, you know, more locally, what our state security agency, uh, might deal with, and, and so on. Um, this is a theater of war on its own, um, and, and, or, and, and or rapidly becoming a theater of war on its own, just like you have uh, a navy for the for the ocean, right. and an army for the ground, and an air force for the air, and now in the in the United States, space force for 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 the you know for the spaceborne warfare type yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Um, that they feel that cyber should be considered a a theater of war on its own, um, and and so absolutely, uh, the answer to your question is is not just yes; it's an emphatic yes. Indeed, I wish uh, we could answer a lot more questions on our behalf, Jan. But unfortunately, we've just about run out of time. Jan, thank you so much once again for joining us on the afternoon overdrive, just to give us uh, some details and some update, rather, on artificial intelligence and digital warfare and how this is influencing our lives at the moment with fake news and. Mis- Slid news and uh, yeah.